We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, my name's Justin Hill. I am a red carpet reporter and TV host. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport. I'm an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. Welcome to the very first episode of Best Duty. Episode number one. We made it. We did. Now, this this term Best Duty comes from as far back as World War II. Now, someone would use the term Best Duty to describe somebody who was gay. Uh, they'd also say maybe they were a friend of Dorothy, who was famously played by Judy Garland, of course. Best Duty. Exactly. Now, we've finally taken on this nickname and used it to describe someone who is amazing in our lives, someone who we really care about. And that's exactly what this podcast is about. We want to highlight those people in our very special community who are doing amazing work and we're going to bring them in and spark some interesting conversation. But the best part about this, Sam, is that you and I are horribly Horribly average people. Oh, absolutely. We may look really glamorous and incredible, (laughs) but when we get down to it, we're really not. Exactly. (laughs) So I wonder if we should kick off by saying what the most average thing is that we've done today. What's your average thing you You did? You want this for average? Mm -hmm. So today... I spent my morning finding $1 coins for my washing machine in my apartment block. And if that doesn't sum up being average, I don't know what else does. Oh my goodness. How about you, Justin? What was average for you today? Well, the weather was a bit shitty today. And uh, yeah. uh, as you know, I've got my long, long mane of hair. So. Beautiful, luscious locks. Do you know what? I owned three umbrellas and I left all three of them at work. So today I ran to work um, covering my head with a bag. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. Some people would probably approve of that in Sydney. What kind of bag? Was it designer? It was a Topshop bag. Oh. <laughs> Total, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Now, Sam, this is our very first podcast of Best Duties, and we wanted to start it with someone who is very special in our community, someone who does some amazing work Mm -hmm. to talk about a topic um, that I think is very timely at the moment, bullying. Yeah, absolutely. Something that's still a big issue for a lot of people in our community and something that people do struggle with still. Exactly. And so everyone, I'd like to welcome Ashley De Silva, the CEO of Reach Out Australia. Welcome. Thanks guys. It's Ashley, so nice to have here. you here. Very honoured to be the first guest. Absolutely. This is, <laughs> this is, you were, when I was thinking about who we would like to have in our first podcast, you were the literally the first person that came to mind because I know the amazing work that you do with our LGBT community, in particular with our youth as well. And I just think that bullying and, and those pressures and then consequently the support that we look for are really important things that we need to talk about more in everyday life. So could you start by telling us a little bit about Reach Out and what it is? Absolutely. Reach Out has been around for 20 years, helping young people with online support across a range of issues. Bullying is one of them. Um, so it's all free and accessible 24-7, which is a big reason why we get people from all over Australia, whether they're in regional areas, remote areas or metro. Um, and we oft, a big, big group that visits Reach Out is the LGBTQI community. Mm-hmm. So we have more than 2 million people every year. And about 30, 30% of those people identify as being part of the community. Great. Now, Ash, one question we had was, is there one thing specifically that the LGBTQIA plus community look to reach out for? It is mixed, but a big part of it is identity. Yeah. And I think, you know, we focus on people 14 to 25. And I think all of us would know that's an a, a yeah. age in your life where you are starting to try to pull together different feelings, mm-hmm. thoughts. Often they're not the kind of dominant thoughts and feelings that are out there around yeah. you. And so a lot of the time it is young people grappling with the things that are in their minds, in their feeling, that they feel, um, or relating to their bodies. And they're starting to figure that stuff out. I was having this conversation the other day with someone about 
Oh, this is going to make me feel really old when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like um, youth growing up today are in a completely different environment, even to what I was in and I'm in my thirties. Absolutely. Probably different to what totally. you were in, Sam. I look at teenagers now and I go, I couldn't imagine going through yeah. what you're going through yeah. at that age, and like the, when I was that and age. And there are, oh. there are more positives and there are more negatives. And yeah. I think yeah. the more positives are, is that, you know, uh, gender fluidity and sexual fluidity is something that is recognized now. And that is fantastic because I know when I was younger, that was definitely not something that I, like it was either black or white. There was, there were no shades of gray. And then for generations older than us, it was probably even more black and white. Um, so now they, they, that's a great positive, but then also we have social media and we have, you know, online bullies and trolls. Is that something that you see a lot of with Reach Out? Look, definitely the online world for young people is just an extension of their world now. So there's not really this kind of divide of mm. bullying that occurs on the school ground versus yep. bullying that happens to be cyberbullying. It's just their life. And mm. I think... It is more complex. So definitely we, we also work with parents to help them navigate, um, and support teenagers. And they kind of talk about what you just said, which is that this is so different to the life I had. Mm. I don't have the parenting confidence to actually Mm. know what is right to do here. So it is a big, it is a big factor. And that's a huge thing that you guys offer as well. You actually work with the parents to give them support. Yeah. Young people are more likely to, um, come through mental health difficulties or access further support if they have a knowledgeable and supportive um, environment at home. And so we do focus on kind of wrapping around young people by doing work in schools, but also with parents. I would probably go so far as to say that reach out is kind of like a best duty. (laughs) I think that's a fair (laughs) fair call. It absolutely (laughs) is. I'm just standing here thinking, you know what? Those people that I look around in my life and I look to who are my tribe or my chosen family are the people that I look to for support who, who are telling me I'm being a dickhead or, yeah. you know, <laughs> who, who are telling me that, um, what that person said is mean. Uh, and that's kind of what you guys are doing. It is. It's true. And I think, you know, just picking up on your point about there has been a lot of progress in the community, mm. but I think for young people who can't, haven't yet seen that come through, cause all they know is what they've known in their experience yeah. so yeah. far. You know, even things like the marriage equality vote, mm-hmm. you know, really negative kind of experience yeah. for a lot of young people who, while that was being debated so publicly, you know, imagine the the emotions of a young person Absolutely. who might be thinking about coming out yeah. in that climate. So Reach Out actually, we banded together with a few other people in the sector and led a big piece that we that was called Mind the Facts, which was really just kind of coming at that, I remember seeing that. whole episode yeah, from sounds, the actual yeah. fallout on from a, from a young mm. person's perspective on mental health. One thing that I always think about when I, you know, being in the media and I see a lot of my colleagues and, you know, some of them are very pro LGBT, some of them are not, uh, some of them are bullies, some of them are, you know, Mm. um, sufferers of being bullied. But one thing I always say to people is that if someone says something negative to a gay person and and the gay person doesn't react to it or, you know, Sam, you and I have been talking about how tough Mm. we are now, uh, now that we're at at this age. Yeah, absolutely. If someone says something to a gay person and then or anyone in the, in the community and they don't react and they let it bounce off them. I always say to people, it's not necessarily about that person. It's about the kids that are listening or the kids that are watching or the kids that are witnessing. And if you know that using that term, oh, that's gay, I had a huge falling Mm. out with someone once because they said it and and they were so offended because they saw themselves as being very pro LGBT and, but they used it being funny. Mm. And I just said, look, I'm not offended. You know, and that person's not offended, and but, but you've got to think about. But it's someone that's overhearing you exactly. and going, "Oh, okay, so gay 
negative. Exactly. So it's not okay to be me. Is that what you're trying to say by saying that? Mm-hmm. But it's it's always yeah, it's never a good no it's, it's never a good thing to hear something that you are that you are being referred to as negative. As a descriptive word for being negative. Yeah. Shocking. Definitely not. And language is nuanced and mm. meanings change over time. So I think, mm. you know, what you're kind of talking about is a is a really good behaviour if if people are seeing stuff that can be called out. And, you know, if you can do it in the context like you did, where it's more around kind of saying, hey, the world's moved on, that word yeah. is not actually great anymore. Yeah. Excellent. But, you know, that the same applies for pointier kind of moments where mm. you're actually seeing someone be bullied um, in a way that they may not be okay with mm. or may not be as thick-skinned as you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of called the bystander effect where yeah. often people feel really uncomfortable in the moment and find themselves not saying anything or stepping into it. Yeah, that's, mm. that is a big topic. I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, I always find myself in that situation where I feel very anxious about stepping into situations. What is, what would be your advice or your guidance if you are witnessing a situation like that? It's totally, I totally relate to the feeling of being unsure in the moment, but this is a really good thing for more people to think about because one of the things you can do is think about what you'd do if it happened and, and be more ready to then act in a contributing way in the moment. Um, because research shows that if people step in, um, they kind of, there's a phrase called upstanders. So mm-hmm. people who step in when they see bullying occurring, um, the bullying is statistically shown to kind of stop within right. minutes. Okay. But sadly, it doesn't happen often. And the reasons are, like you spoke about, there's uncertainty about being pulled into the frame and suddenly becoming the target of the bullying. There's social status situations. That's a really big part of what's playing out with bullying is like, who's doing the bullying? Who's on the other end? What's the power play that's occurring in that situation? You know, people don't want to be drawn in on the wrong side of it. Mm. The best thing is to be able to, to kind of call it out if you feel comfortable and safe to do it. But even if you don't, there are other ways to contribute um, that are positive. So for instance, reporting it later okay. um, is something you can do. Um, or if you weren't able to step up in the moment um, and it kind of it kind of resolves, then going over to the person who was experiencing the bullying mm. and letting them know that, that was actually awful yeah. and that they yeah. have your support. Yeah. I think okay. that's, a, that's a huge thing as well, being able to know that there are people that do support you and that, that even though, yes, that did happen, don't let it get you down yeah. because you are valid. You are a person totally. that's, that yeah. has importance and don't let anything that anyone says get you down. Yeah. As you get older, I feel like there's a stigma around not calling bullying, bullying. Mm-hmm. And I've witnessed it myself. Especially I Especially in the workplace. It's something that you watch. Especially you, in the workplace. It's, it's, they're just, they're hard on you because their bosses are hard on them. You right, know? It's, right. It just comes down the chain. Yeah, excuses. Mm. Does it really though? I am, I'm 36 and I was bullied as, as recently as last week. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people don't like to call it bullying, but I feel like it's still there as people get older. Um, and it, it's nothing wrong with like going to a place like reachout.com to, for support, right? Even no. if you're a little older. No, I think that's true. Like a lot of the advice we have is relatable to someone who's going through a situation. Um, we do, for instance, have some stuff around if it's happening in a workplace because mm-hmm. we focus on young people up until the age of 25. So they are working. And I think workplaces, you know, you're kind of touching on the fact that you might conceptually understand behavior that's not okay in, in the sense of understanding what bullying is. But then in workplaces, you know, that workplaces have a culture. There are mm-hmm. people who have different power. None of that makes it okay. Yeah. It is still bullying. Um, but I think what you're talking about is that sometimes it feels like people 
are less confident to call it out in workplaces. Definitely. What about this thing, this term we've heard bandied around a little bit lately of a pack mentality? Um, and people perhaps participating in bullying without maybe even realizing that they're actually doing it, but because one person does it, then another person does it. And then someone else does it. Is that a lot? Do you see a lot of that these days? It definitely, it definitely occurs. I mean, I think social media is a yeah. really, oh, yeah. a really <laughs> obvious place where we all see that happening, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of pile on effect where it's so disposable to kind of throw away comments online. Yep. Um, and I think it is kind of subtle, like people... I think that's a question really around behavior that is true, whether you're a young person or whether you're an adult is this kind of, does the fact that someone took an action almost make it okay for others? And I think that's where the bystander effect that we were talking about is so important because if you're really quick to call that out, then the opportunity to pile on is really nipped in the bud early. What trends are you seeing that people are asking for support for? So it's really broad. We, um, we focus, we do a lot of research. We work really closely with young people and we try to frame, uh, what we do around how they talk about their own lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's where bullying kind of fits into friendship yep. issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the newer kind of trends that we've been seeing come through our research in the past 12 months is around young people conceptualizing the future, okay. um, which is quite broad and it, it's, it's, it's linking into things like what are their employment opportunities? Right. Where are they going to sit in this wow. new econ- economy? That just Isn't opened, that like my mind just went, I would listen to same wow. Because yeah. <laughs> now you like, said that, now oh. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> well, I don't want to put re- this into <laughs> no. your brain, but <laughs> no, climate change anxiety point. is also a thing that's coming Absolutely. through. Because, you know, you've got young people sitting there going, like, actually, what will the world be like in yeah. 40 years? where do I sit on whether or not I want to have kids in this world? Like they kind of go to a very existential place on it. Yeah. Wow. That was literally a switch just went off in my brain. I'm 24 now and I'm like, okay, cool. I've been an adult for for a few years now. I can, like, I've had a bit of a life, but there'd be like 15 year olds that haven't even lived their lives that are getting told the world's going to be gone in 10 years. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're starting degrees and they're kind of hearing about, uh, you know, the robots and automaz- automation coming in and yeah. they're thinking, Am I, is this Jobs. degree I'm just about to do even going to be relevant yeah. in three years? Yeah. Things that have been around, I think, for our, you know, growing up, like yeah. I'm in, I'm 38. Um, so things that have been oh, around. Oh, you don't look it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. That is that just went straight through my head. Oh. <laughs> I was like, all right, I hope I can look half that good. Sorry, sorry to bring that to that place. But man, you do not look 38. I thought you were younger than me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, but, you know, things that have been around, I think we're just, for young people, it goes back to that point around the complexity. Things are changing faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, digital's driving a lot of the change. You know, we've kind of, generations in the past spoke about having one job for life. You know, then it kind of moved into knowing, oh, people kind of have five or seven jobs in their lifetime now. We're kind of at the point now with... I swear I've got, I've got friends that have a new job every week. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> so... <laughs> exactly. Or they have multiple jobs at yeah, once now. Too. And, yeah. you know, that's one of the things. Like, there are pros because people might be more flexible to pursue the, the things that they're interested in. But yeah. actually managing that kind of employment scenario mm-hmm. is also has some downward pressure on yeah. the mental health. Like, you've you've kind of got to juggle more... You're working more short-term, short-term gigs. Yeah. What would your advice be to someone who finds themselves, I guess, on the flip side of it in their circle of friends? And they're the one who is always, um, I guess, taking the burden of their friends, uh, issues. Yeah, you're the support friend. Yeah, if you're the yeah, support what, friend. Like yeah. what, what kind of advice would you give to that circle of people? So if, if you're someone who feels like you're always playing a role yeah. in helping others through difficulties. Yeah. I think, um, it is one of the things we do help people with is to kind of frame 
boundaries mm-hmm. and to start to understand that sometimes being there for others, it has to still start with your self-care. Yeah. So that it, it's, you can be really empathetic and, um, and your intention can be really good, but it is still important to know how did I feel at the end of that? Mm. Um, am I also being supported on at times that I find difficult? Mm-hmm. Cause it isn't sustainable to kind of always be that person yeah. Um, yeah. without knowing how you recharge, how you can listen to someone, but still put boundaries around the way that you support them. I, yeah. I've definitely been in that situation where I've had friends come to me for support before. And I've been like, I'm totally understand what you're going through. Well, not completely, but mm. I know what you're going through. Give me a couple of days. I have to process this because yep. you've given me a hell of a lot of negative information in a really short amount of time. And yeah. it's going to bring me down. Let me deal with it. And then I'll come back to yeah. you. And I'll, just let me know I'm thinking about it. it yeah. Exactly. That's a really good thing. Cause often people a big part of sometimes sharing, um, things that are on our mind is just being able to do just that Mm -hmm. and actually just have someone validate that the way you're feeling is legitimate, not always feeling the responsibility to solve Mm. it for them. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Well, Ashley, it's been very eye-opening having you in here today. I think um, th- this is the start of some really great conversation and that's the point of this podcast is to spark the conversation. So hopefully those people that are listening out there today have um, have gotten something from what you've said and we really value your time today and thank you so much thank for coming in. Thank you for joining in. us. Good guys. on you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Sam, this podcast is all about highlighting the best duties in our life, the people that do amazing things for us. Mm-hmm. Do you have a best duty? I do have a best. I've got a few best duties. Yeah, I've got, same. A, I've got a couple. They're special, aren't they? Yeah. You always look to them when you need them. One thing we wanted to do in this podcast every week is to highlight our best duty of the week. Absolutely. Now, um, our BJ of the week could be someone we know. It could be a stranger. It could be a celebrity. If you have a best duty of the week that you would like to nominate, you can absolutely DM us on Instagram at best duties, and we would love to give them a little shout out. But this week, my best duty, the very first one I'm ever going to do is to my other boyfriend, Your Chris Evans. BJ. Hey, there we go. First now, BJ to Chris Evans. Chris Evans is a fantastic gentleman. He has tweeted out uh, in support of the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. because there were some people we in- love our allies. Yeah. There were some people in Boston who wanted to um, have a straight pride. And I they were- uh, just, They were kicking up a stink saying, oh, if you can have, you know, a gay and lesbian pride, then why can't you have a straight pride? I mean- do There's some research, guys. Sixty-four days a year that you guys can also to that. whatever. Do some research about you know why we have pride and why we celebrate each other and the hardships that we've Those been are the through. People we're never going to be able to change. No, them. absolutely. They, they're always going to think they deserve their straight pride, but I don't even want to talk about them. Anymore. No. Well, Chris <laughs> Evans, Mister Captain America himself, has tweeted out and said, "Wow, cool initiative, fellas. Just a thought. Instead of straight pride parade, how about this? The desperately trying to bury our own gay thoughts by being homophobic because no one taught us how to access our." Our emotions as children parade. What do you think? Two on the nose. Good on you, Whoa. Chris Evans. Mic drop. Good on you. He did that. What an amazing gentleman. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it when Good people support him. us like that. He can, if he wants to come and sit in the studio <laughs> with us, he can. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Evans, this is an open invitation <laughs> yeah. to you. We know you listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, who is your best duty of the week? Now, my best duty of the week is someone I have to give a shout out for. You guys have probably seen all of our beautiful, beautiful logo that has been oh, around yes. the internet. Our beautiful Wizard of Oz themed logo with our beautiful sparkling glittery beads. I know, right? Um, I'd like to give a little shout out to my friend Jermaine, who came to the rescue with an incredible logo. I texted him and I said, 
babe, help me. I need a logo. <laughs> and he said, yep, done. He was and like then... our our uh, tin man who came to re- rescue us. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. throw more analogies of Dorothy in Why this not? podcast. And then Why he not? was a lion. He had courage. And then there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a wizard because it looked magic. Well, yeah. He, he made, he was the wizard of BJ. <laughs> sure. But why not? Why not? <laughs> Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. One thing we are in this podcast, Invest Duty Sam, is we are grateful. Mm-hmm. We are happy to be here. Focusing on the positives. We are very proud to be part of the LGBTQIA plus community and all of those, and representing all of those amazing people. Represent. Um, yeah, we're going to bring them in and get them to have a chat to anyone who's listening out there. Um, you know, but one thing that we often need to remind ourselves of and remind each other, and I'm going to get down and deep here a little bit, is okay, we, we need go. to remind each other to be positive. Absolutely. And I love a good affirmation. Yep. Now, I think we should put our own little spin on it mm-hmm. and we should call it an affirmation. Love I'm it. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> That's going to be a bit fun. So what have you found this week? What affirmation so have I you found, got for us? I found a little something that I think really speaks to what we were talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's something I just found online. Nothing too crazy, but it makes sense. So ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of what gets in them. Don't let what's happening around you get inside you and weigh you down. I love that. Which I think is so important. Absolutely. Don't let the external things impact what you're feeling on the inside. Exactly. What happens out there happens out there. Don't let it get in. I love that. Sam, we made it to the end of our first podcast. We did. Clap for us. Incredible. (laughs) If you made it here with us, I just want to say a big thank you from the bottom of my heart. This means a lot that you would listen for this long to our little old podcast. Exactly. And that you put up with my horrible voice for this. (laughs) Our Best Duties is obviously an LGBTQIA podcast from the big city to the small town. We are talking to absolutely anyone and everyone out there. We want to highlight the amazing people in our lives who are doing incredible things. We're going to bring them in here. We've got some amazing guests for you. Next week, we have the one and only Lance Day, who is, of course, one of the 78ers, one of the original, original people from the people very from first, first Sydney gay and lesbian Mardi, Mardi Gras. I cannot wait to talk to him. Uh, if you have a best duty that you would like to nominate and maybe get on the show, give them a shout out. We should be talking about them. You can DM us on Instagram. Follow us at best duties. That's B-E-S-T-J-U-D-I-E-S. Guys, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to tell your best duty that you love them. Now, Justin, yes. are you ready to finish this show? I'm ready. Here we go. There's no place like Homo. There's no place like Homo. There's no place like Homo.